This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. We've got a different episode of Move My Mass today. I am going to be the one uh, interviewed. There have been a number of people that have told me as they've listened, they're like, hey, uh, it's time for you to tell your story on your podcast, which I haven't done yet, but that's what we're going to do today. I have my friend, Scott Daniel, who has been on the podcast already. He's going to do the interviewing. So let's get to it. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for having us back on, John. And uh, I'm going to put my glasses on so I can read my notes here. Uh, I'm not a full-time interviewer. So uh, I thought we'd start off like uh, you normally do with all your guests and find out a little bit about the background behind John Zaninovich and what you've done. Obviously, you're an accomplished athlete. You've done a lot there. You're a businessman, entrepreneur, started several businesses, obviously started the podcast. But uh, why don't we start off with the athletics? Um, I know we met at 14 years old on the side of a pool deck uh, playing water polo. And uh, water polo is probably one of our first loves. Uh, why yes. don't you take it from there and tell us, tell, tell the crowd about where you've been, what you've done. Yeah, water polo and swimming are obviously a huge, a huge part of where I'm at today. And what I enjoy doing today, uh, swimming is still one of, it's still my favorite form of exercise, but to go back to the beginning, yeah, you know, 14, never competitively swam before or played water polo, but just walked out to the high school team and said, Hey, let's do this. Fell in love with it immediately. Not the swimming, did not swimming. <laughs> None of us did. We all swim to stay in shape for water right, polo, but right. water polo, man, that's, uh, what a fun sport. If you, couldn't you, wouldn't you love today if we could get in the pool and play today? I would play today. I'd play every week if we could today. And there are places we can do that. Not, but, not around here though. <laughs> right, right. There, uh, yes, it would be fun. And it's yeah. such a different type of swimming. Every once in a while when I do get in the pool, some guys will be playing. Yep. And like everybody knows, and it, whether it's running, cycling, uh, swimming, you know, to go out and swim endurance versus the high speed sprints of water polo a water polo game that's a whole nother level of shape and yeah for sure that'd be nice to get back to so we were uh you were a three sport athlete in high school we did uh, water polo basketball swam all the way through uh had a lot of success there and then uh you were fortunate enough because of your skill level you played some college water polo tell us about that yeah uh just got lucky that I was a big fish in a small pond in high school like you were. You know, we, uh, we, our natural talent got us through high school. Yeah. We didn't really have uh, like a specific, we had a water polo coach. Sure. But in our day, they just took one of the teachers and said, hey, go, go get these kids together and get them through it. So we were never coached. But yeah, so by luck of just being a bigger kid and probably having a strong arm. It just got me to that level. Um, and then quickly got into college and, you know, they liked me and all that, but it's just a whole nother level of, sure. of uh, competitiveness. And it went from, it went from being really fun 
and you know I'm competitive. Yeah. So that's never that was not a worry in high school or college. But once I got there, it was uh, and this is turned into a job. Yeah. And then so yeah, even though I played, it wasn't something that I stuck with. But yeah. still, it's uh, obviously a very fond memory. Well, your next big uh, athletic move was obviously where you had the most success was our sand volleyball. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that I, mean, I know we won a couple of tournaments. I know we did. You know, that's one thing I'll say about myself and, you know, got to say it about you too, because you've been through it, all of it with me is if somebody's got a sport we can go try, we're probably going to go try it. Now that was fun. Now that, yeah, that was a blast. Along with what? especially when you have an apartment, when you're in college and you're yeah. living in an apartment and your volleyball court is right outside your deck. Right outside our back balcony. We're not about, I guess we're on the ground floor, but yes. we would hop the fence. We'd be barbecuing, hop the fence, go out and play a couple sets and then come back in and have dinner. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the best for studies. No, 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 it wasn't, but it was, <laughs> it was times. big fun. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So I think through the, one of the themes running through all of your athletics is uh, something we talk about is we've got challenge issues. And, yes. uh, I think that somewhere along there, we finished college and, uh, probably got our careers going, but, um, how did you get into triathlon and how did that become something that you were interested, interested in? So that's, that's an interesting question. And I remember the day specifically, I was sitting on my couch. It was, you know, it was early days of my career, you know, just got out of college working, working long hours, went from being in shape during college to, okay, now I'm working full-time, crazy hours, let myself get out of shape. And sitting on the couch one day watching TV, I'm like, okay, this is enough. It's straight up enough. And I never, I mean, of course I've ran here and there a little bit, but like, I'm just going to go for a run. Didn't want to, yeah, I didn't even own a bike at that time. Couldn't go for a swim, obviously, but I'm just going to go for a run. Just, I'm just going to go out the door. Right. And you know what? Had it, all right, you know what? This, this is a good workout. And it just kind of carried on and did a little more running, got a bike, not for the intention of ever doing a triathlon. I just did it to, I've got to figure out a way to knock some fat off my body. Sure. Get back in shape. Because running hurts. It hurts oh, bad. yeah, it did. Hurt from then, still does. There's only one reason I run today is either to, this is a very efficient way to yeah. get some calories burned or I got a triathlon to train for. Yep. And during that time, so it just led from one thing to, so I bought a bike, started biking, um, always dabbled in weights forever. I mean, since high school, we've done that and right. we're still doing that, but I was always of the impression that that time I only lifted it heart rate never got up, lifted a little bit, got the pump, right. enjoyed lifting. But then, yeah, so to get back to it, just one thing led to another. And then I always loved swimming. I'm like, okay, I just want to add something else to the mix because I don't want to run again today. At, oh, I'm going to go swim. Started swimming. And then, of course, talking to you, you were... And it's kind of funny because this happened without you and I even talking about it. You were already training for a triathlon. Sure. And I was doing this just before cell phones. It's not like we were talking every day, right. texting every day. And you were, so it's kind of, it kind of, that sounds like a hell of a plan. Yeah. 
And yeah, so it just evolved from there. Yeah. So I think we took uh, things you really loved, which was the swimming and threw in the biking, which you really picked up really well and uh, then kind of suffered through the running uh, to get through some of these early triathlons we did. And, you know, fast forward, you got all the way to Ironman level. Right. How did you, uh, because Move My Mass is all about balance in training, um, tell the listeners out there, I mean, you've done multiple Ironmans, trained multiple years for Ironmans. Um, very successful CEO of a very large, probably one of the largest grape growing, uh, family businesses here in California. Uh, how did you balance that? And, uh, maybe we should back up a second, but how did you get into Ironmans? And then how did you balance the training for that? So getting into Ironman is also your fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Indirectly. (laughs) You know, we, at that point we were doing two or three triathlons a year, Olympic distance, uh, which if nobody knows what Olympic distance is, it's pretty much the quarter of a distance. It's 0.9 mile swim, 24, 25 mile bike and mm-hmm. a 10 K run. You, you know, we were doing those what, two or three year ish. Yep. And then I'll never forget. We were in Lodi doing a triathlon and we walked by a table, a sign up table. It had all these flyers out there and you pointed, they had a flyer out there for a half iron man. And you pointed to it. You said, we should do one of those someday. Yeah. And in my head, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I said, there's no way in hell I'm doing a half Iron Man. <laughs> I wish you would have stuck to that. Right. So, of course, what happens is just keep doing Olympic distance triathlon. And then you would just want to do the next thing. So, natural evolution to go to the half. And then a couple of those. Well, oh. now, now you can feel that it's possible, even though still have to do a lot more training to go do a full Ironman. But once you've done a half, now you can taste it. Yeah. So that's all, that's what happened. It's that's like, probably important for a lot of your listeners who maybe are thinking about going further, right? Challenging themselves, setting that big goal, like Kerry Ryan talked about setting really big goals. And that's what we did, or that's what you've done is, is set really yeah. big goals. But uh, that incrementalism, if you can do a, you can do an Olympic, you can do a half. And if you can do a half, you, you can do a whole, you really can. Yes. Um, so a little, you just biting off a little bit at a time. The balance and to answer your question about balance, the balance, there's no more balance when you go into a full. And no. I, I couldn't find that balance anywhere. Yeah. I thought I was at the, when I'm in it, I thought I was, but for a half iron man, uh, yeah, I, I could, I kept everything balanced. Yeah. You know, I kept everything in check and doing everything I was supposed to do. And for most of the full Ironman training, I also kept it in check, but you start getting into those heavy, heavy build weeks where you're just training a lot. Sure. The, the balance doesn't Well, we've happen. talked about this, and when your Saturday ride's a six- or seven-hour ride yeah. uh, or eight-hour ride, it's hard to be balanced at that time. But um, obviously, successfully, you did it. You kept your business alive, and uh, you got great children, and uh, so you, the balance is all there. So yeah, and and before I even did my first one, I asked my family, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is how much time it's going to take. Are you guys on board?" And right. you know what? What was nice was not only were they on board, but they were they really encouraged me, and they were happy for me to go do it. Um. Yeah, so that I I tried to do everything I could going into it to keep everything in check. You think that uh, obviously the physical training is really hard when you're working out at that level. 
Um, but I've come to listen to all of your guests and it seems like the mental side, a lot of people talk about that. And uh, looking back now, I know you and I, we've both said that just because we've done Ironman level, we probably can do things today that we're not physically ready for, but the mental kicks in and we can get it done. So that mental aspect, are there a lot of benefits that you think from that training? No doubt. And it'll, it's, the answer is kind of mixed. So part of it is the challenge issues. The other part is I need that part of my day. I need, and I would say it's all three of them really. And it happens with me during weight training also, but mainly during endurance training, it clears my mind. Yeah. And not, not only clears my mind, but it also just lets ideas free flow. It's like, I've gotten more ideas for in business or just sometimes I wish I had a notepad while I'm running or writing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to write this down. Or there's, I'm worried because I'm like, I'm not going to remember this when I get back to, and I'm sure there's te- technology out there that, hey, just take your phone, John, Wait, and you can yeah. get a verbal note. But yeah, it does, it flows mentally. I'm, I flow so nicely when I'm working out. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. Is that what they call runner's high? I mean, it's kind of, maybe it means different things to different people. Never hit but, one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I've never been in a runner's high. <laughs> I've never been, I've, I'm always acutely aware of the pain when I'm running. But uh, on bikes, like you say, we were talking about it before we started today. I want to go out for that three or four hour ride where you just kind of get lost in the thoughts and you forget about everything, but they're just the rhythmic, methodical training, sweating, and you just, your mind goes to places that uh, thoughts develop and they just bubble to the top. For sure. And that's why I quit riding with music. You know, for a number of years, I always had music on. Yeah. But for a couple of reasons. One, I found myself getting lost into the rhythm. A good song came on with a good beat. Oh. And I'm, you know, so during Ironman training, the rides were very specific. You go for a five-hour ride, you're supposed to ride at an hour at a warm-up pace, whatever, or then you, you ride at an hour at steady state. You're supposed to do certain things. Yeah. Well, when I have music on, sometimes I get lost in the music, and then I'm like, oh, man, I just, I just screwed my work. I didn't screw the workout up, but I didn't follow the directions of the workout. So that was one reason I quit. But the other reason is... Without music, yeah, the it's so incredible what right. It's rare, it's very, very rare I ever focus on the negative aspects of what's happening in my life during a workout. Yeah. It's almost always ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's always just like a flood of and it's not a high, it's not like energy high or anything. It's just my gosh, the thoughts are just thoughts and ideas and positivity is just flowing through and maybe that is what the high is i don't know but it's the thoughts are amazing it's at least one of the reasons i train like that and that's why we love endurance yes yes we may be getting off track here so we probably got to bring it back around but uh, before we go i think we ought to talk about mountain biking and and how many broken bones do we have uh, do you have from mountain biking okay i just want to make sure we get that on the record technically zero (laughs) it's a separation of the shoulder separation (laughs) yes separated shoulder okay all right. Yeah, that one hurt. We've uh, done multiple with some group of friends of ours that go on these trips. We've done multiple overnight mountain bike rides at different places, uh, some great locations, and it's been really fun. But uh, I remember the most recent one that, or the last one you got hurt on was in uh, Nevada and uh, yeah. in the hospital at the end of that one. That was not fun. Yeah, that, that one hurt. That was the only crash that's ever really hurt. Yeah. But hey, we got got (laughs) through it. We got through it. Oh, that's fun. Um, 
so let's talk a little bit about the podcast, why we're here today. Um, is this a nutrition podcast, a workout podcast, a mental help, a life hack? What, what do you want the listeners out there to get from this podcast? And just nutshell, I want people to realize you can have fun, stay in shape at the same time, get in shape. You don't have to, don't have to go crazy. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to lose yourself. You can, you can live life and get in shape at the same time. And I know, I don't know when the, well, I know when the switch flipped for me, realizing that was all the Ironman, all the Ironman races, two Ironman races, training for those, racing those. After the second one, I'm like, all right, this is what it's like to go this far to push yourself and when I say that, I'm not saying Iron Man's the hardest thing out there to do. There's tons of other harder things to do. But Iron Man distance racing is definitely an event that takes all you've got. It's serious. You don't get you can't fake it. Right. You have to be in shape to do it. Right. So that one really like, man, John, you can go do Okay, so you think back, training for other things, whether it's an Olympic distance or any other thing. It's like, okay, did I have to take that so serious? So it really, even though it's been so many years since my last one, it's, yeah, I've been trying to find my way ever since. It's been seven years since my last one. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to find my way on, yeah. what do I do now? I know I'm like, well, <laughs> that itch, you know, that itch is always there a little bit, yeah, but right. I doubt if I ever do another one. But yeah, so that's that's what I want the listeners out there that maybe they're just a beginner in fitness or maybe they are that intermediate athlete, even a good athlete. And for those out there that are taking it super serious, have at it, right? enjoy it, because I certainly enjoy it when I take things serious like that. But I, I just want this to be an avenue for people that, man, because, you know, if you... You listen to a lot of fitness podcasts or follow them on Instagram or Facebook. There are so many hardcore influencers out there because it's they are the perfect picture of health or yeah. what we all think of it. Right. Eight pack abs. Right. Or she's got super toned muscles and which is awesome. I mean, hats off to those athletes and fitness groovers that are pulling that off. But I just want to, what I I just want to give listeners and watchers of another chance to say, all right, you know what? he's pretty darn fit, and man, he just posted last night he's having dinner with his friends, and well, he, yeah. So I just want people to know there's balance. Yeah, it can be. That's a great answer, and I think the not to put words in your mouth, but you've been through the wars, and if right. I think back through our time together, I mean, we have. Um, we, I remember following Russian workouts. Remember the Russian workout yes. oh, series yeah. that we, we'd go to with Bulgarian workouts. Yes. We would go to the gym twice a day or sometimes right. three times a day. Right. And we did weird things like that. We took every protein powder we could find. We made right. sure we ate eight times a day. We've done a lot of different things. I remember in our college apartments, we had Muscle and Fitness magazine and we would study them like crazy. Oh, yeah. We've gone deep into everything that we've ever tried. But I think maybe the lesson you're trying to help people with is that... Uh, at the end of the day is that we didn't have to do that to, to have fun or get the results that we needed. That's right. We would have had, we could have taken it more lightly and gotten the same results. 
Yeah. And please, listeners, I'm not saying, like, for instance, right now, I have a goal out there publicly that I want to get down to 17% body fat. Yeah. All it is is a goal. 17% is just random. It's just a, a point that sure. I want to see if I can get to. And right now, I'm, you know, my scale says I'm around 22%. Who knows what I really am, but I'm just using a scale. Sure. I don't know if I'm going up or down. At some point, at some point, I don't know, that last percent and a half probably, I'm going to have to get real serious mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Sure. But I put that goal out there for me. However, when I, even when I do get to that point where I'm having to take it that serious, I will remember, hey, you aren't, this isn't what makes you. Yeah. You're doing this for fun. You're doing this to stay healthy. So I'll, I'll keep it in check. But right now, easy weight's coming on. And I'm going to appreciate that, that that's what it is. It's the easy weight that's coming on right now. I'm not going to act like right now that I'm trying to lose that last percent and a half. Right, right. It's going to come. Right. So, so, John, you've had uh, quite a few guests on already. And uh, your listener, uh, viewership, listenership, I don't know if that's a word, and uh, but I'm, I'm an okie. So... Uh, you're uh, getting a lot of different people on the show and I'm gleaning uh, and your listeners are gleaning different things from different people. You've had some uh, real athletes on, you've had some business leaders on. Um, uh, what is it you think you might've been surprised that you've heard from the various people you've had on so far? I don't know if it's a surprise, but one thing that I am catching from everybody is the mental aspect of all of it. Yeah. And it can be both. It can be, well, in the end, it's how mentally tough it, things can be. Whether if you're not working out, it's mentally tough on you. You go for the serious, like Kerry Ryan, Race Across America. At some point, most riders will mentally break. Mm-hmm. And they pull out of it, of course, but at some point, they snap. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the listener that might be listening saying, man, I think how do I get fit? Like, well, hell, I'm staying away from everything now <laughs> if this mental thing's so tough. But the I think the bigger biggest thing I got out of it is how how mentally tough it is on people when they can't work out. Yeah. Especially if you're used to it. That's a good point. It's like, man, if I'm if I'm not consistently working out, things aren't mentally good for me. So that's what I'm really gathering. I've worried about that too. As an athlete, uh, I'll be the first to admit that um, I've got a lot of mental issues like everyone does. And, and I think that's the one thing I've gotten from your podcast or, is a lot of people are admitting that, hey, working out and being fit helps them with their mental health, helps them get through things. No doubt. Um, it, yeah. Now it, for me, like I, if I'm angry at some, about something or upset, I don't necessarily want to go work out through it. I, w- I just want to have that. It's not, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's how I am. I want to wallow in it. Now, if I'm stressed about something, yeah, which is bad also, but you know, anxiety is higher or something. So, yes, now I, I want to go work out. Right. I want to, uh, I don't know why I'm wired like that. I don't know. You know, but well, I that's think a how lot, I'm wired. I think a lot of the people you've had on, uh, and probably in the future too, maybe there's a correlation between athletics and athletes um, are self-medicating because yeah. I think a lot of us could be on drugs. I mean, there's plenty of doctors that could say, hey, 
Scott, you've got a lot of anxiety. You should take this drug. And I just don't, I don't buy into that because I self-medicate. I get it first thing and I work out and it calms me a little bit and it lets me approach my day. Yeah. So I think that's been a surprising thing for me to all of your guests have talked about it. Uh, just proves that life's tough. Life's hard, life's hard out there and uh, everyone's uh, looking for a way to get through it. Yes. And speaking of getting through it, that is one of my favorite things about doing something as tough as an Ironman race. I didn't know before in the first one, I didn't know how hard it would get, knew it would get hard. But then after I did it, the second, I couldn't wait for that. It's going to be a dark hole I go into at some point in this race. I was looking forward to that because oh. I knew that I had what it takes to come out of it. Right. But you're going to enter that dark spot. And sure. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have challenge issues. There you Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that uh, athletics teach you mental strength. And uh, like we were talking earlier, it really has helped me in business. When things go wrong, I can say, okay, I've been here before. I've done this. I know how to get through this. And uh, maybe everyone gets that if they're a business leader. But somehow I think that that Ironman toughness or that toughness from that long run or that long, it applies. It definitely applies. It crosses over and um, helps me get through things. Oh, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. And, and, you know, we talk about it today. Uh, you may not be in, not, you're not in shape to go for a two hour ride or a three hour ride, but you know, you can do it. You just know it's going to hurt. Oh, no doubt. Whereas no doubt. back before we did that type of training, uh, you may not have the confidence in yourself. You say, Oh, I could never do that. But once you go beyond, then it's easy to come back, even though if you're not in shape for it. Right. And what's getting hard for me right now is, you know, our friend, Sam Ames, who puts on the rock cobbler race which is incredibly hard. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a race that is around the 85-mile mark, maybe 90, but it climbs every hill east of Bakersfield. It's in dirt. Extremely tough race. Last time I did it, I did it what athletes call doing it off the couch. Right. I wasn't really in shape, but obviously I was. I did it and got through it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I was fit. Literally couldn't go do it now. Now, even if I said, I'm going to go ride that race, I wouldn't finish it. Sure. So, yeah, for me, I want to be somewhere kind of in between that. Like, yeah, I'd like to be able to go do that race. So it'd be nice to pick it up a notch. Yep. So I know you have a lot of people lined up in the next months to come on the show. But what, um, let me back up a minute. Was this podcast easy to get off the ground for you? Because oh, um, I imagine you had to learn how to tape and how to edit and produce. <laughs> I, you know, it's not easy just to start a podcast. Thank you, Aaron Hemingway. Yeah, thank you. He he saved me, or or this. I mean, Perfect. It had to be him or somebody like him to get. It. Yeah. So that part, technology, which isn't, it's not like it's that hard. But I I just don't do any of this. So yeah, that was hard. I yeah. wanted it to sound right. Wanted it to look right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I took my time researching microphones and cameras and all that, but then the editing and all that so far beyond what I can do. So yeah. I don't do it. Sure. Sure. But thank you for having the, uh, idea to put this together and get it out there to the world and allow us to listen in. Cause again, like I said, there hasn't been a single time where I haven't gained something from each listener or each, each uh, interview person. Uh, it's been great. But, uh, 
One of the last questions here, and then we can kind of start wrapping it up. But what is success for Move My Mass? What what is successful? You're up and running. You've got people watching and listening. Where do you want this to go? I think as long as I'm getting positive feedback from listeners and new listeners about that they're inspired by it, because I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. It, even before I started the podcast, just my Instagram page, Move My Mass, which is where this all started, was just to post fun stuff. Sure. To let people see, repeat myself. Hey, look at this guy. He's having fun while he's getting fit. Right. Um, but the te- it's amazing how many people text me or call and say, hey, I literally worked out this morning because I saw you work out. That's and cool. if, if that continues, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. For people out there to do that. I'm not. Just a little source of inspiration. For oh, my day. gosh. Yeah. Because it's, it's so important to me to stay healthy and fit. Yeah. And it's, and even during this podcast, as we're talking, I'm realizing how much of the mental game it plays. Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously I just, I want people to be happy. Yeah. And I think a lot of happiness can come through the being physically fit. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are trying to balance ambition in life and trying to achieve things with, uh, uh, our physical limitations, with our family limitations, the time we've got. Uh, and I think this can be a great av- avenue for all of us listeners to hear how he did it, how Miley did it, how um, action sports and uh, those guys do it. I mean, success leaves clues in life. And so if yeah. you hear how other people are doing it and how they're getting done, uh, Carrie and Sam and all the guys at action sports, that's, that's huge too. Well, and I want it to be, just like when I was talking to Anna on here, the self-empowerment books and business books that I read, it's not, I don't read those to, well, how do I do this? How do I want to read this book so I can learn how to do X, Y, Z. No, I read it just to keep that positivity flowing in. Sure. Just to keep it coming at me. Right. Keep, I want to read about other people that are working hard and succeeding and not just financially, but just they're getting things done. I, right. they, I like that. I respect people that do it. I you know you fail at something, but you've tried, I've got respect for you. Yeah. And I want to provide that for people. I want people to listen and say, there it is, man. I got my dose today. This there's, and a big key to it all is people that are doing different things in life coming on here and showing that it can be done no matter what your job is, no matter what your situation is, you can find a way to work some fitness into your life. Yeah. And it will benefit you. That's awesome. And I think the different ways of doing things too, because you can do an Ironman on 20 hours a week of training, or you can do an Ironman on 10 hours of training. Right. And uh, it just depends on the person and what they've got available to throw at it uh, and they can get it done. And I think that's another great theme of uh, what you're doing. Yeah, it, it totally is. It's, and I, it's funny you say that about it because that itch is always there to do another Ironman. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt if I do one, but if I did, I think it would be a challenge I put out there to myself and I'd probably make it public and say, okay, here's going to be my approach on this one. I don't even know what that is. I don't sure. It's not like I thought it through that far, but I know how it gets out of hand. I know those roads not to take yeah. and it'd be interesting to see if it could be done. Well, I think it's, uh, I know, I know you, I know me, we're going to, we're going to sign up for something big. 
soon and we'll, you know, we get past COVID and things start opening up again. We feel like we've got a freer lifestyle again. I bet we go do something big again. Oh yeah, we will. The small stuff is always there. We're always training, but uh, there'll be something we decide we, we need to go do something. And but, that uh, we will. That we will. Yeah, that we will. Uh, last question for you really is, uh, you know, last week was the Super Bowl. Everyone was talking about the GOAT, Tom oh, yeah. Brady yeah. being the GOAT. Uh, if you had an opportunity to interview someone here on your program, I'm going to give you a couple choices of uh, people that I'd consider a GOAT in our sports that we really like. So if you could bring on Lance Armstrong, I think he's the GOAT in cycling, even triathlon was really great there, uh, or Michael Phelps. So Lance Armstrong or Michael Phelps, who would you have on? Michael Phelps. Okay. Um, oh, why would I have Michael Phelps? I just why not? answered that. <laughs> right. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, I just think only the only reason I would choose him over Lance really is that way I wouldn't have to worry about talking all the controversy and things like that. that yeah, absolutely. Gone yeah. on with Lance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's been, Lance has been interviewed a million times, a different bunch of different ways. Trust me. Lance says he wants to come on. He's on. And I would, <laughs> and yeah, you know, I true. still think he's the greatest cyclist ever, but I just wouldn't want to have to have that conversation. Yeah. And no, Mike, I don't that's, know. Does that's Michael, smart. Michael have anything going on out there? That's not right. But I don't know. That well, way, everybody does, right? Right. But, uh, and then you uh, know that the listeners would be wondering, okay, when's he going to get to that part with Lance? When's, and I wouldn't yeah. even want to. I wouldn't even want to yeah. talk about it. I just want to talk about how hard he worked yeah, and absolutely. what it felt like to get through it all. You'd want to focus on the strengths of the man and not uh, those other things. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. So I tell you what, I mean, that's, I feel like I have, anything else you want to add? No, I just, I truly want to be an inspiration. Yep. Want to have fun. I'm looking forward to, as I get in better shape again, how I continue to provide inspiration because I know that I have the tendency to get out of check, mm -hmm. like just, okay. And maybe I will, maybe I will fall off, you know, go off the rails and do something crazy and lose balance. But yeah, so that looking forward to that, seeing how things progress and yeah, balance is for you uh, something for two guys standing here with uh, challenge issues. Uh, balance for us is important uh, in every aspect of our lives, right? Well, it's here's here's it in a nutshell. You and I are going out to dinner after this. Mm -hmm. When I'm crazy mode, we would go out to dinner, but all right, I'm going to have iced tea. Where's the... I'm going to be stressed over what's on the menu because sure. there's nothing healthy enough on the for me right. to eat. So I'm going right. to stress about it. Not tonight. Yeah. Not no. tonight. Not gonna I'm going to have whatever I want on there. Sure. But saying that, of course I keep myself in check, but Super Bowl, I didn't keep myself in check. Right. Super Bowl, I think I ate everything in the house. Sure. And drank it too. <laughs> Did it worry, you know? Yeah. It's so yeah. So balance means different things to different people, but uh, I'm like, I'll get back at it tomorrow. And I'm Absolutely. not going to go, and I'm also not going to flip all the way to the other side the next day. Yeah. I'm not going to starve myself and go for some five-hour ride to try to burn off those. No, all I did the next day was get back to normal. Well, maybe it comes with age, but balance probably becomes we've been on the extreme of everything. We've hired coaches. We've followed plans. We've done things. We've followed workouts. We've followed diets. We've done it all. And I think we're probably saying, you're probably saying now that uh, 
the 80% method, it probably works just as good. And you get a lot of mileage and you're fit and you look great uh, with your clothes on and, uh, you know, there's balance to it. Right. And it's like you said, part of life, you know, somebody asked me, why did you decide to do an Ironman while you're running a business and you had a young family? Why'd you do it then? And really the answer is, is that's when it naturally works into your life. Right. You know, you're at that age where you can do it. It's not like I can't do it now, but it's just, it was more of a natural roll into it. Sure. You know, cause you're building your fitness and that's when it hit. Yeah. And I could have easily said, put this off, wait for my family to be older, older, um, which I think a lot of people do. Sure. I didn't choose that. I chose this is the time. If I'm going to do it, it's now. Yeah. And I think um, people might get the wrong impression since you and I've been on twice now. We've talked about how hard and grueling and bad it was. That's not the case at all. We, we did it and we loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone out there who's listening should do really big things and they i want them to go no for doubt. big goals they, they should set huge mom momentous goals and go for them and achieve them but they can be done in a realistic manner also and again i might have said this before there's no such thing as work-life balance uh, you're out of balance one way for a while you then you're out you of are. balance yes. the other way right and so uh, i think it's great uh to just talk about it uh, yeah you're gonna have it yep and i think if you're able to talk about it and realize it's happening yeah. you're that means you're right. That yeah, means you're absolutely. your head's in the right spot. Yeah. Just acknowledging it. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, thank you for letting me come on today and ask you some questions. I uh, can't thank you as far as all the listeners too. Uh, we're all really excited to see who's on next. And we know it's hard. We know it's right. uh, another, another job for you to be lining up these guests each week and finding them and finding time in your schedule to bring people in and uh, talk to them. But I think it matters and uh, we appreciate it. All right. Oh, good luck. Thank you for doing this. Thank you.